Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we thank you for blessing us already. Through your word, we pray that we shall receive refreshment in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation 14, verse 1. And I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him 140 and 4,000, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders. And no man could learn that song, that the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. No one could learn that song they sang. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. Praise the Lord. Verse 5 says that, And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Praise the Lord. We are going to look at the structure of the first fruit, and we are going to try to finish it between now and February. We need to get the structure of the first fruit. Praise the Lord. Scripture by scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept. So here, why are we starting from Revelation? Because we want to have an overview and definition of the first fruit. First of all, John the Apostle, or John the Revelator, is telling us about a revelation he saw. And he said he saw the Lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000. And they had the name of the Father written on their foreheads. It shall be your story in Jesus' name. That you are going to heaven straight away any time God calls you. Praise the Lord. And he said, I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of great thunder. And I heard a voice of harpers harping with their harps. So you can see that even in the Revelation, people were very responsible. And that's why God hates irresponsibility. If you have been created as a harper, you must have your harp and you must be harping. If you are created as a singer, you must pick up yourself and you should be seen to be singing when the Lord is taking account of who his people are. So, 
if you are supposed to be an usher, a missionary, whatever, a shepherd, whatever God wants you to be, he knows what he wants you to be. And he wants you to pick your tools. And sometimes your greatest tool is yourself. And make sure that you are on your job. You don't need anybody to encourage you to do what God has created you to do. Because in the revelation of heaven, God has to find you with your harp harping unto him. Praise the Lord. And in verse 3, saying, they sang as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. Of course, you know that there are 24 elders and four beasts surrounding the throne or before the throne. And no man could learn that song but the 140 and 4,000 which were redeemed from the earth. So here, when the song was sung, it was a new song that the harpers were happening. And nobody, no one could learn the song except 144,000 that were redeemed from the earth. They were the only people who could learn and understand the song. Why? Because they were redeemed. Praise the Lord. Verse number four, it says that these are they which were not defiled. So when you read down, you find out that eventually he described them as being the first fruit unto God and the Lamb. They are the first fruit unto God and the Lamb. So we want to use this to look at the overview of the first fruit. When someone asks you about the first fruit, what is it? In verse 4, we know that these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. So the first fruit is symbolically seen as a virgin. It's symbolically or metaphorically seen as a virgin that has not been defiled. Undefiled women. So what does it mean? It means that it is something that no man has touched. They have not been defiled by men. So the first fruit is not something that is in the realm of men. It's the virginity that has been reserved for God alone. It is an offering that has nothing to do with man receiving. It is a sacred sanctity only towards God, not defiled by men or women. So when you are talking about the first fruit, you are talking about something that belongs solely to God. Number two, the Bible said they were redeemed from among men. These are they which follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men. The same verse 4. They were redeemed from amongst men. So first fruit are redemptions. That's why when we go into, when they were doing it in Exodus and all of that, you see that there are redeemables. They are fruits from men. Praise the Lord. I believe that one of the things God has given to us in this house is the ability to break down the teaching. To break it down so that we'll have the smallest particles of it and form the pattern of it. So, 
These are things that are redeemed. So if you are doing a farm, they are harvest from the farm. They are redeemed from men. It is something that God has put with men and he collects it from them. He takes them from the men. Praise the Lord. And then the same verse 4 says that they follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. So first, the redemption from men, I just want to stress that point that there are things that God has given to men. It could be in cash, in kind, and God redeems them or has already purchased them because of his position in the lives of men. Then number three, the first fruit, they follow the lamb wherever he goeth. Look at that verse four. These are they which follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. If you don't have revelation from the Holy Spirit, you will think this is not it. But what it means is that the first fruit is unto God and the lamb. Or it belongs to God. Wherever the lamb goeth, the first fruit followeth. Watch the scripture. Whithersoever the lamb goeth, the first fruit does what? Follows. So the first fruit doesn't follow a man. It doesn't follow a pastor. It doesn't follow the one who harvested it. The first fruit follows whithersoever the lamb goeth. That is, there is an inseparable connection between the first fruit and the Lamb of God. Praise the Lord. That simply means that the first fruit operates like the shadow of a human being. Wherever I go, you will see that if I am really alive, my shadow will move with me. And that makes that makes you know that my shadow is not your shadow. And because it has been connected in an inseparable way for it to follow me, it will follow no other person because my shadow is mine. So when the Bible says, the first fruit followeth whithersoever the lamb goeth, it is like the relationship between a man and his shadow. My shadow will never follow you, no matter how pretty you are. Because it's not your shadow. Because my shadow belongs to me. The first fruit follows the lamb because the first fruit belongs to the lamb. Praise the Lord. Very simple. We are looking at the definition and the overview. It's beautiful. So, and he says in verse 5 that, and in their mouth, he's talking about a hundred and 44,000 people was found no guile in the amount was found what? In fact, even before that, he said, verse 4, he says that these were redeemed from men, being the first fruit unto God. Being the first fruit unto who? Unto who? So the first fruit is unto who? Is it clear there? Are you sure it's clear there? And it follows with us wherever you go at. Verse 5, and in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. So what is the Bible trying to say? No guile speaks of no deceit or no deception. 
So, the principle of the first fruit or the practice of the first fruit has a perfect outcome in what it was designed to achieve. It has a perfect outcome to what it was what designed to achieve. There is no guile. There is no deceit. When you are taught to honor God with the first fruit, there is no deceit in it. There is no guile about it. Nobody is trying to use their shenanigan to get you to do something that you ought not to do. There is no trick. There is no deception. There is no hazard in it. It's nobody trying to arrange a job for you. It's nothing. It is just what it is. What it means is that the practice of the first fruit has a perfect outcome. It has what? In what it was designed for. So there is no deception. When you hear people saying that, they are deceiving you. I saw um, a post on the social media. Somebody was um, having a tete-a-tete with Matthew. And then the person, they brought a picture of um, the Queen of England. And the queen was running through a bullion of gold bars. And uh, on the page of the brother, a brother asked that, will you give first fruit of this one too? And the brother in our church, he said, well, if God gave it to me, I'll give it back to him. Unbelievers and believers, we think differently. Because to the unbeliever, a bullion of gold bars is wow. But where are they with that chain? One day you will die. And even if they bury you with a golden coffin, once you are dead, you are what? Dead. But it, 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 the question makes you know that the devil has deceived people so much that they cannot accept what God is, is giving to us. And so, he so said, would you give this as first fruit if God gave you? It will not even go to my house first. It will go straight to where God said it should go. And more will come. Because there is no deception when you are following after the first fruit principle. Praise the Lord. So this covenant practice does not fail because there is no word deceit in it. It doesn't fail. And if you read it says that for they are without fault before the throne. They are without fault. So the first fruit is without fault before the throne of God. That is why it will not fail. It's without fault. First fruit is an offering that touches or goes directly before God's throne without fault. Look at the verse 5 so that we read it. And in their mouth was found no guile for they are without fault before the throne of God. They are what? Without fault before the throne. So when the first fruit is practiced... It is an offering that goes straight to the throne of God without fault. It goes where? Straight to where? The throne of God without what? Without fault. It's beautiful. So anytime you bring your first fruit and you offer it before God, this one is just the the real presence of God is what you have come. It touches directly on the throne of God. His seat of authority. His very presence. Now in verse 3, let's look at something very important in verse 3. 3 says that, and they sang a song as it were a new song. 
before the throne. You shall have a new song also in Jesus name. And before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song. But the hundred and forty and four thousand. Which were redeemed from the earth. Now these hundred and forty and four thousand. Is what the Bible referred to as the first fruit in verse number five. Praise the Lord. And they were the only people who could decode and understand the new song that the others were struggling to learn. Because the song went straight to the throne of God. There are some things that are only for the ears of God. And the Bible is saying in that verse 3 that the 144,000 who represented the first fruit of the earth were the only ones who could decode the heavenly song of secrets. So without the first fruit, and they were the first fruit, without the first fruit, the power to decode supernatural mysteries or prophetic mysteries or supernatural songs of testimonies are hindered and hampered from all men. Please follow this thing very carefully. It is the practice of the first fruit that gives the opportunity to begin to learn and decode supernatural songs of testimonies decode supernatural mysteries because the song could not be learned by others but the 144,000 which were the first fruit they could decode the song only they so we can be in church and prophecies are coming year by year upon your life and all of that it is not every believer who receives a supernatural mystery or a prophecy that will be able to decode it in terms of its manifestation into testimony. And it's a song. And the song is always a testimony to what God is and what God is doing. So one of the reasons why people might not be able to walk in the testimonies God wants them to walk in is because they are not connected in covenant with the first fruit. Because the first fruit is what has the power and the ability to decode things that are difficult for others to decode. Imagine they were all in the same realm, but it was 144,000 only who could decode those songs. There are many people in church, no matter how much prophecy God brings to them, nothing happens. Why? One of the cardinal reasons is because you are not having a revelation to follow in the covenant practice of the first fruit. It has a way of decoding supernatural mysteries. Praise the Lord. When you are believing God, say a prophecy has come upon you that you will have a song in marriage, have a song in childbirth. Look at Harry and the wife. Look at Maria and, and the husband. They were believing God for the fruit of the womb. And it was a mystery for them for many years. 11 years, they say. Praise the Lord. And the prophecy, and they went to one prophet, to another prophet, very sharp prophet. Some spelled Maria's name. Her date of birth. Mentioned her mother. Where the mother comes from. Where the problem comes from and all of that. But yes, tell it was not decoded. And I believe that for most of the prophet, it's not because they were not anointed. The problem was with the receiver. They asked for the word it will come. But if the receiver is not correct, 
you will see that the frequency too will be distorted. That's why you see that you will take a seed and you will lose it. She had even given birth and had lost it. Yes, and then she had a phantom pregnancy. The system was trying to decode, but it was not decoding. 11 years. Until, so sometimes when you have tried everything, tithe, offering, and all of that, and it's not working, you have to know that there is one that goes directly to the throne of God, which is without fault. It will not fail, and it has the power to understand the divine song. To decode it and to bring it to manifestation. It was there and then that the baby started coming. When they started practicing the first fruit. And the prophecy was decoded. And I believe that God gave them time and chance to grow. But they had never, in fact, where they were coming from, first fruit was like tight to them. True or false? Yeah, let's bring our first fruit. Yeah, it's tight. It's not tight. Today we'll go into it show you the scriptures. Is it powerful? So there are great things hanging on our head right from God. And it doesn't matter the quality of the prophet or the angel that comes to tell you, even if the Holy Spirit ministered it to you directly, you need to understand that there is a supernatural key that is able to decode divine mysteries. Except what you are contending with is not a mystery. But if it's a mystery that others are not able to learn and understand, then you need the first fruit. You need what? Some of your businesses can only break through to a certain level to meet the prophecy God gave on you when you start practicing first fruit from a personal level and from a corporate level. Very powerful. Yeah, so you see that the overview is showing us what it is, what the definition is, who it belongs to, and the power or the benefit of Practicing the first fruit. So, this is one of the powerful spiritual benefits of the first fruits. Now, why are people not able to decode their prophecies into manifestation? Because they lack this covenant practice. And because they lack the covenant practice, they lack the covenant power to decode their testimonies. Say, praise the Lord if you are here. Say, it's without fault. Say, so from today... As I practice the first fruit, I will see my testimonies. As I practice the first fruit, I will see the glory of God. So, is the first fruit the same as the tithe? Now, I'm just coming there. Then we will now go and look at the first time the first fruit was practiced. But let's look at whether if the first fruit is the same as the tithe. Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 32 to 37. Also... We made ordinances for us to charge ourselves yearly with a third part of a shekel for the service of the house of our God. For the shoe bread and for the continual meat offering and for the continual burnt offering of the Sabbath of the new moons for the set feast and for the holy things. And for the sin offerings to make an atonement for Israel and for all the work of the house of our God. Watch it again. Verse 34. And we cast the lot among the priests, the Levites, 
and the people for the wood offering. In fact, they used to have offering, oh. Offering now, including wood offering. <laughs> God, there you collect all his offerings. For the wood offering. To bring it into the house of our God. Why was it necessary? Because they needed light in the house of the Lord. And the wood offering was necessary for the burnt offering. So when people had come to do their burnt offering and all those the wood was necessary. So this one will bring their wood offering, wood offering, wood offering. That's what they will use for the sacrifice. Hey, wood offering. I wish I was there. To bring into the house of our God after the houses of our fathers. After what? And he said, at times appointed year by year. So you see that he said yearly and then we have come to year by year. To burn upon the altar of our God as it is written in the law. Verse 35. And to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all trees year by year unto the house of the Lord. Also the first fruit of our sons and of our cattle. As it is written in the law. And the firstlings of our heads. And of our flocks. To bring to the house of our God. Unto the priest that minister. In the house of our God. Now check 37. And that we shall bring the first fruit of our dough. And our offerings. And the fruit of all manner of trees. Of wine and of oil. Unto the priest. To the chambers of the house of our God and the tithes of our ground unto the Levites, that the same Levites might have the tithe in all the cities of our tillage. So now, if you look at that verse 37, you will see that a number of offerings are mentioned there, including the wood offering. I mean, from 32 up to verse 36, burnt offering, wood offering, sin offering that offering, and all of that there. So you see that there were at least some three things that were mentioned there in 37. That we bring, one, the first fruit of our dough. Number two, and our offerings. And please, if you even went to school to class one, you will find out that the first fruit of our dough and our offerings are two separate things. And the fruit of all manner of trees, of wine and of blah, 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 to the priest, to the chamber of the household. And the tithe of our ground of tillage. So we see the first fruit of our dough being one of the things they were supposed to bring. Number two, all manner of offerings. Number three, the tithe. So in this verse, we see that the first fruit is part of a number of offerings that they were mandated to bring year by year before the Lord. And in that verse 37, we see a clear distinction between what they were supposed to bring. The first fruit, all manner of offerings and tithe. Are we on the same page? So you see the first fruit there. And he said, and the fruit of all manner of trees, oil and wine, blah, 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 blah. To the chamber of the house of the Lord. And the tithe, 
Praise the Lord. So you see that the first fruit is there and the tithe is there and they are not the same. But all of them are supposed to be brought to the chamber of the house of the Lord. The treasure house. Are they the same? So this is the first scripture. And here I will mention again that they were supposed to bring it year by year. Praise the Lord. Year by what? So let me even establish this point. And so in this chapter in verse 39, we see that there was a reason why they were bringing all these different sets of offerings into the house of the Lord. And the reason in verse 39, the purpose was to ensure that the work of God is not forsaken. So the first fruit is part of the covenant given for the service of God's house. And the purpose was to ensure that the house of the Lord or the work of God is not what? Forsaken. So when someone asks you, why are you giving your salary? Are you a fool to do that? If you don't have any answer at all. Verse 39. Even if they say first fruit is not to be honored. It's not in the Bible. Verse 39. Are you a fool? Verse 39. Are you not sensible? Verse 39. What did verse 39 say? Verse 39 said, For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the corn and of the new wine and of the oil unto the chamber. So all the offering, we are talking about all the offering. The purpose for them bringing all the offering. Where are the vessels of the sanctuary? They bring it to the chambers. And in the chambers are all the vessels of the sanctuary. And the priest, that minister, and the porters, and the singers. And we will not forsake the house of our God. You see that the priests are there doing their work. The porters are there carrying things. The singers are there singing. But all of them are bringing the different kinds of offering. To ensure that the work of their God is not forsaken. That is why the first thing about the first fruit is to honor God. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with all the first fruit of thy increase. You are honoring God to let him know that as an ambassador here, you are not forsaking the work or the house of your God. Is it difficult to understand? So even if I am a fool and I'm bringing my first salary of the year to God, I am a fool and I accept it because I know that this is one of the ways to honor my father and in not forsaking the work of the kingdom. And one of the reasons why, and we learned in Luke chapter 2 when we're teaching that it shall be so criticized. And when the devil is doing that, he's trying to attack the work of God. And for the devil to attack the work of God, he has to attack your mind. He has to attack your faith. If he can attack your faith and make you begin to be faithless about the truth, then he has succeeded in attacking the work of God. That is why in Revelation he says that the harpers took their harp and they were happy. Because when it comes to the work of God, God wants everybody to be up and doing. And when you shoot the harper down, the harper cannot harp. Or when you take away their harp, they cannot harp. And you see that music will be lacking in the temple. Is God talking to somebody here? 
So why, why do we even give offering? Why do we even give tithe? Why do we even give first fruit? Is to honor the Father and ensure that the work of the kingdom is not forsaken under our watch. Please note that this faith, according to the New Testament, this is an unfeigned faith that was handed over to us by people being shown ascender, crucified upside down. Some of them were fried in hot oil and thrown on islands by the seaside, the island of Patmos. People died. I mean, Apostle Paul was just brutally killed. All of them were playing their part in not forsaking the work of God. Praise the Lord. Now is our turn. Our turn not to forsake the work of our God. And one of the things we can do to uphold the progressive nature of the work of our God is to honor our father with our first fruit. And so people who don't have this revelation... We cannot fault them because we will even learn that the first fruit is not for everybody's practice. And that is why, you see, when lawyers are talking, you will not understand. These interrogatories that they are talking about, you and I, we don't understand interrogatories. But they understand what it is. That's their language. And if you are not there, they will say, lacuna, locus, locus standi. They will be saying things. You and I, we don't understand. All we understand is straightforward English. But they don't speak straightforward. But they understand it. That is their practice. Praise the Lord. If you are not in their practice and you go to court, you'll be talking so long. Instead of maybe saying locals, you'll be saying, you know, I don't have the position. I don't have the decision. It's too long for the judge. He's going to judge against you. Use the technical term. I have a lecturer. When he's teaching us, he will, he says that when you are writing for me, use the technical words. It doesn't matter how you explain. If you want to explain, use the technical word first and try and explain in your own language. I said, that's right. He said, it is only then that people will know you are an authority in the area. And it's in every profession. It's in the faith as well. If you don't belong to this faith, you will not understand the practice. So, we are not seeking to please everyone. Because it is they that know their God alone that shall wash strong and do exploit. Praise the Lord. It is Elikem, Awiye, some years ago, when we were talking and discussing about the first fruit, that's said that. Even if the first fruit of all that we have said, it doesn't make any sense. The sense it makes is that you will not forsake the work of God. That you are pushing the work of God by giving that offering unto the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. And she had not seen that scripture. That then if it is there, it is there. Praise the Lord. So, is it the same as the tithe? Is it different? We have seen the first scripture. Let's look at some other scriptures. So, verse 37 makes us understand that it is a, there is a visible difference between the tithe and the first fruit. The tithe is a tenth of what God gives you. And it doesn't come at the beginning, at what opens the matrix. The first fruit is the whole that opens the matrix. Now, second scripture is Nehemiah chapter 12, 
verse 43 to 44. Praise the Lord. In verse 43, it says that also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced. For God had made them rejoice with great joy. Isn't it not beautiful that you offer sacrifices and you rejoice? And it says, the wives also and the children rejoiced. It's a family celebration. So that the joy of Jerusalem was heard even afar off. It shall be your story. Oh, I said your joy shall be heard afar off. Now, verse 44. And at that time were some appointed over the chambers for the treasures. Remember that we read in chapter 10 that all these offerings were supposed to be sent to the chambers. And there were porters there, there were priests there, and there were singers there. In 44, we are being told that when they offered great sacrifices, that's all kinds of offerings came in. And at that time were some appointed over the chambers for the treasures, for the offerings, for the first fruits, and for the tithe, to gather into them out of the fields of the cities, the portions of the law for the priest and the Levites. For Judah rejoiced for the priest and for the Levites that waited. They gathered and they appointed over the chambers for the treasures. So highlight treasures, offerings, first fruits, and for what? Tithe. Does this sound to you that the tithe and the first fruit are the same? This is a clear delineation of what the treasures were. What the offerings were, what the first fruit were, and what the tithe were. No confusion about what is what. And people were appointed over the treasures. Some were appointed over the offerings. Some were appointed over the first fruit. And some were appointed over the tithe. That means that the people understood what the tithe was. They understood what the first fruit was. They understood what the offerings were, and they understood what the what the treasures were. A very strong distinction. So you see that the tithe and the first fruit and other offerings are not the same. Beautiful. Second Chronicles chapter thirty-one, verse five. So we see that there seem to be a categorization of the many broad. Offerings that we give to God. Offerings, treasure, tithe, first fruit. Beautiful. Second Chronicles 31 verse 5. And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruit of what? Corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and all the increase of the field. Semicolon. You see that all the one they have said belongs to the first fruit of corn, wine, and oil, honey, and all the increase of the field. This is one separate entity. And the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. And the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. Clear distinction. Between what they brought for first fruit and what they later on brought for what? Tithe. Is it powerful already? 
Tell somebody there's a difference though. The first fruit is not the tithe. And the tithe is not the first fruit. And the tithe is not other offerings. Say there are different offerings. There are tithe. And there are first fruit. It's good that you see it in the Bible for yourself. Because as we are moving on as children of God, there is going to come arguments. There is going to come teachers that are liars, but they have slippery tongues. When they speak, falsehood that looks like truth. So difficult for you to discern or distinguish between the two. There's a thin line. It's a familiar spirit. And you see some of them teaching on the social media. Teaching against tithe. Teaching against first fruit. And sometimes they just are a false teacher on a particular topic because their faith cannot reach there. So mostly people would teach to support their weakness. Like they say, fornication is not a sin. I'm asking you, if the rapture, they, they sound the trumpet and the boy you have not married is on you at the time. We have to ask a question. Will you be carried to heaven or you are on somebody's wife? Hey! <laughs> and now you are busily killing somebody with a knife. Boom! Then the trumpet sounded. What will happen? I leave it to your own judgment, la. So, sometimes when people's faith are not there, they will teach to support their lack of faith for the particular thing or their weakness. But, you see, the Bible says you cannot take from the truth and you cannot add to the truth. The truth stands as truth. You cannot even balance truth. There's nothing to balance. What I'm saying, there's nothing to balance. It is clear that the tithe and the first fruit are not the same. I don't need to balance it. You are seeing it. Man and woman are not the same. How America is able to make a woman enter into a man's washroom is their own confusion. And it is so bad that now we pray and end in our strong collective faith instead of in the name of Jesus. That's where America has gotten to because truth has been set aside. See, someone who says he's a pastor is praying and ending in our strong collective faith instead of let it be done in the name of what? Jesus. Don't be saying in the name of God by the power of God. No, no. Just mention the Jesus. Let's know where you really are. Because when people are saying God, we don't know what they are talking about. So you can't balance it. A man doesn't have a womb. And if you have it, it's an anomaly. You can't balance it. A woman doesn't have some things that a man has. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can't balance it. When you see a man, you see a man. This is a man. You see a woman, you see a woman. This is, there's daylight between truth and falsehood. So, I'm just taking my time. When it comes to covenant, the thing becomes very personal with your faith based on truth. The reason why many people are going to sink and we have learned that the power is to decode heavenly mysteries to bring manifestation. The first fruit, was it an optional offering or it was a mandatory offering? An optional offering is one that if you like, you will do. If you like, you will not do. Nothing will fall to you. Like today as we have come to church, 
if you have money for offering, you can give it. It's free will based on the capacity you have been given. If you don't have, nobody will worry you, including the Holy Ghost. Will not be bothered that you didn't give offering. And many people come to church and don't give offering. There's nothing wrong with it. God expects you to give when he gives you. It's when you have, then you give. Praise the Lord. So if for some reason you did not have and you didn't give, there's no problem. But there are offerings too that are mandatory. In Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 39 to 42. Ask for you, O house of Israel, thus saith the Lord God. Go ye, serve ye everyone his idols. So clearly you see that at that time, they were serving idols. And hereafter also, if ye will not hearken unto me, but pollute ye my holy name no more with your gifts and with your what? Idols. So here, God is saying that they are polluting him by serving idols because his spirit is in them or with them. And they are also polluting him by giving him offerings that they deem have been given to them by their idols. Fruit. Harvest. So you are bringing me harvest or offerings and you believe that it is an idol that gave you. So don't bring it. It's like going to rob somebody at the gunpoint and bring it as a tithe. It's a pollution on the altar. Or somebody's husband sleeping with you and buying a nice car for you. And when you came to church, you said, Pastor, I have a breakthrough. I have a new car. Can you dedicate it for me? As I'm pouring the oil on it, the car is burning in the spirit. It's a foolish dedication. A best shit is Step by step, line upon line. Verse 40. For in my holy mountain, in the mountain of the height of Israel, saith the Lord God, there shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, serve me. There will I accept them, and there will I require your offerings and the first fruits of your oblations with all your holy things. 41. I will accept you with your sweet savour. When I bring you out from the people and gather you out of the countries wherein ye have been scattered, and I will be sanctified in you before the heathen. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I shall bring you into the land of Israel, into the country for which I lifted up my hand to give it to your father. So here, it's talking about when the people of God were receiving a promise, I'll give you the promised land and all of that. So as they were going from Egypt to the promised land, some of them started prostituting with some of the nations they found along. And God said, ah, look, don't come and defile me. But when I bring you to the land I promise to give you, and I settle you and you decide to serve me. Verse 40, watch, watch the way God is speaking. In verse 40, for in my holy mountain, that's a church, that's the presence of God. In the mountain of the height of Israel, saith the Lord God, there shall all the house of Israel, all of them in the land, in the keeper's house, they will do what? Come on now, they will do what? Serve me. 
How are they going to serve him? He said, when they serve and there will I what? Accept them. So before he has said, he's not accepting because he's defiled. There will I what? Accept them. And there, when he accept them, he said, and there will I require your offerings. I will require the first fruit of your oblations. I will require with all your what? Holy things. It's a requirement. It's a demand. I will require. That means that it is not optional. At that point, the requirement is for everyone who is serving and has been accepted by the Lord on his holy mountain must bring their first fruit, must bring their tithe, must bring their holy things unto God. Requirement. Mandatory. That is why you will see that some offerings are free will offerings. They are not mandatory. But some of the things, this is a requirement. Is what? And he says, I require it year by year. So it's not something that is, oh, this year no me pa me ye. Me pa me nye, me pa me de beba, me pa me mfamba. If I like. It's not if I like. If you are in a covenant relationship with the Lord, it's a requirement. Praise the Lord. I require dictionary. <laughs> it's a require, it's a verb. And the meaning is a need for a particular purpose. Second one is make necessary. Specify as compulsory. That's the third meaning. Something that is specified as compulsory. Sally, she produces wholesale. She has a factory. They produce, um, how do you call it? Hand sanitizers, um, liquid soaps, floor cleaner, parazone, detol, omo. Omo is another <laughs> washing powder. Washing powder, actually. Parazone, um, other things, you know, um, some other things for other stuff, other chemicals. She had to register her product with the Food and Drugs. Authority. And every product that she had to register had a unique requirement or else it couldn't pass through the process. Your alcohol was a percent? 80% requirement. Praise the Lord. It is a specific compulsory demand that is made on you. You can't bring 20%. Hand sanitizer. Killing what? <laughs> the liquid soaps for the washing of clothes, for bathing, and all of that. They have different requirements. Floor cleaner, has a different requirement. Parazone. Are you here? And she supplies some international bodies. Big, big ones. And they have their set requirement the product must meet. And they test it before they receive it and use it. They have laboratories. Yes. That's why when they 
sent her product there. Some suppliers were set aside because her quality was higher than some other people before. <laughs> say required. <laughs> Come on, someone say requirement. <laughs> some paper doesn't meet the requirement of a legal tender. That is why it is fake money. Because there are things there that must be embedded in that paper for it to meet the standard of Ghana City or US dollar. If it's not there, when they pass it through that machine, you see that the machine will be crying one kind of way or giving one color. Are you here at all? Requirement. She can never operate in that industry and work with those companies who take a product. In fact, she'll be operating illegally if she's selling those products without meeting the requirement of the FDA. Two of us. This is the matter. Please see, you are not in spiritual business when something that is mandatory becomes optional for you. Me pa me dibegum. If I like, I will do. If I like. Don't you see that some um, immune booster um, product during the first lockdown, it was recalled. It was a major battle between the FDA and the producers. But the FDA stood their ground that Charlie, whatever was in it, it was making people have diarrhea. And until they corrected it, they didn't allow them to produce. It's a requirement. It's what? Are you here at all? It's what? It doesn't matter how loud you shout. For you to be in business, you must meet the requirement. You can shout and jump. You will never be part of the people who have the ability to decode the heavenly stuff. If mandatory offering is becoming optional for you, at the base of it, your first fruit must be on ground every year, every beginning of the year. Every time you have a new promotion, going to a new level, first level, first thing that opens the womb, you send it to God. And anybody who has met the requirement has never seen God turn his back on that person. It shall never be faulted because there is no deceit with the first fruit. Give the Lord a big clap offering. So we are falling short in many things because what is mandatory is becoming optional. But it's not optional at all. Mandatory. Praise the Lord. Are you blessed? So something that God has a reason why this thing is mandatory. If it opened the womb of Maria, it can open the womb of Amma. There is no prayer. They are not prayed. The husband says he used to throw stones. Break bottles, but the, the barrenness never broke. You can break all the bottles. 
But if the requirement is not met, oh, forget it. <laughs> forget it. Ain't gonna work. Oh, ha, Praise the Lord. So you see some of us, we are addicted to the tithe. We are addicted to the first fruit. We are addicted to honoring our God. For the work of God must not be forsaken in our hands. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful? Are you sure you are blessed? Are you sure you are blessed this morning? Say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Holy Ghost. Beautiful. Somebody ask a question. Let me just answer one question and then we'll go. Beautiful. This is a question. He said, experiencing Jesus, and that's our greeting here. Please, is it acceptable to do the first fruit in installments? Because I don't want to miss the opportunity for the blessing. And I think it's a beautiful question. Is it a beautiful question? What is the answer? The answer said, not necessarily in installment. <laughs> not necessarily. That means that there is further explanation. But if it is within the time frame set for it, then it's fine. So, somebody like Diodone started paying her first food in installment and it's within the time frame. Are you listening? Because the Lord has said, don't delay. And the delay only set in when you cross the line. So in this church, we said that the collection of the first fruit in honoring the Lord is from January to the end of February. That's a time frame. Within that time frame, let you let me just read what is there and I'll explain. So, not necessarily, but if it is within the time frame set for it, then it is fine. For instance, we have up to the end of February to fully honor our God with our first fruit. So within this period, you can do it in maybe two installments because it is within the time frame. Thus, it is not what delayed. So Somebody can bring a portion of it in January and February. But because it's within that time frame, it is not delayed. Praise the Lord. So, that's, that's the answer I can give. But, so, assuming we said we're, our time was end of January, which for me, it's not realistic. Because some people receive their salary at the end of the month. Praise the Lord. And all of that. And so, but what? Because the priests were the ones who were in the chamber collecting the first fruit on behalf of God for a particular season. So for us, this is our season. If you go to maybe Israel, among the Jews, their calendar is different and they have their season for doing so. Praise the Lord. So you are supposed to honor God within that season. And so whether you break it into two or three, but make sure that by the time that season closes, 
You have honored God fully with what is first. Hello? Realistically. And especially since our time, we are dealing with currency, money. Unlike their time, when they were dealing with food staff and all of that, we're dealing with money. You need to be creative and very relevant about what the scripture says. Hello? And we will even talk about why you do it in money. Nini na our Bible no more. Enyam na mikai. If you think your first fruit is a shoe, bring it. But try and convert it into money. Because here no, it's not a boutique. <laughs> wow. What a pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's powerful. So I hope you understand the answer. Do you get the answer? Because this, this is a question on the minds of people. But I like to carry it warm like that. I'm gone. You see, in the church, if we have to sign for something to be paid for, sometimes we even have that thing, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. I don't want it to mention it. Let's just let's deal with this and let's go. Let's move. Praise the Lord. But you have the space, January to end of February. And you can honor God within that space. And that means you can do 50%, 50%, 40%, 40%. But it should be within that space. And that is a time for honoring God with our first fruit. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands. Bless the Lord. Let's stand to our feet. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.